Don't miss a single moment of Capital Wrestling Television by subscribing to our Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Capital Wrestling not only gives you a brand new episode every Monday night at 7.05, but exclusive content like Capital Wrestling's World War IV Live, exclusive Match Zero content, Capital Wrestling Binge Mode Marathons, and the upcoming Level Up with Stephen James and more. Push the button and subscribe to Twitch.tv slash Capital Wrestling. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. It is I, it is that time of the week once again, it is I, your co-host, and for the time being, the sole owner and operator of the General... Wait, 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 I knew you were going to bring that up, and no, you don't need to intro me because I am the co-host of the G... Because I am the Law Ray Ramundo, and Ben, you wanted to bring that up from the start. Yep, because it, I am. You wanted an answer. Shut up, simpleton. I tried to do it the right way. I made sure everything was taken care of. Mike, I just took your half because you were mentally unstable, and you say you signed it all away to Ben. You threatened me. Well, I spoke with my legal aides, and I spoke with my friends in the firm. And guess what, Mikey? Your word means nothing. Because, Benjamin, my dear friend, on the contrary to your belief, as one is mentally unstable, all of their decisions go to their representative. See, it's funny you mention that, right? So you're saying, so you're saying that nothing Mike said before that time counts. Yes. Sir. See, it's funny you mention that, Ray, because I always think one step ahead. Ray, do you recall about oh six months ago when you suffered a brain injury and you were nice to us for about a month? I do not recall that. What, what, what does that have to do with this right now, Ben? Well, it's funny I'm you mentioned. See, it's funny you mentioned that, Ray, because during that time when you when you when we brought you on as a full time member, you signed your name on the contract to be a co owner of JWP while you were yes. in an unstable mental position, which technically means your signature on that contract would be null and void. Now, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it takes two uh, takes two to tango, uh, motherfucker. And you're not the uh, only one who Benjamin. can read the fine print on my shit. My dear Benjamin. So, my dear Benjamin, cause ah, my dear simpleton, this podcast is now free, freelanced, no owners till Mike is released. Because I knew you would want to screw me out. 
So I got some boys. Contract must be signed by the sole owner. So Mike, he has no power until you get out. Neither do I, sadly. So enjoy the asylum, boy. Let's get with the podcast. Mike, wherever you are. I'm so afraid because I don't know how the hell he was allowed out of that chained asylum. I still don't know why he sent me a VHS tape that had his recording on it, but who knows? Where did he get a VHS? <laughs> who knows? God. Regardless, Mike, wherever you are, I hope that you're okay, and I hope we see you soon. So, with all that aside, uh, with us shooting wild in the wind right now, this is the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, and it is time once again to talk about all the weird and ridiculous bullshit that came across our desk during this week. So, Ray, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Having, having a good week so far. How about you? How about you? Uh, it's finals time, and it is kicking my ass at school. <laughs> I had a very and interesting day. I know a lot day. of people are complaining about that. It's like everyone's stressed out. God. I had a rather interesting day today, unfortunately, because I used my printing lab at school to print some flyers for a wrestling event here in the tri-state area. And they, when I came, I went to go pick them up. They pulled me aside and they said, "You can't do this anymore. All right, when you print stuff here, it got it has to be for school. This is not school sanctioned. This has nothing to do with school. You're wasting students' money when you do stuff like this." And that's the moment where I was like, "I'm wasting students' money. You mean the, my tuition that goes to pay for this? Ridiculous." Uh, the fuck? What the hell? Huh? Must have been another audio glitch. All oh right, Ben, you gotta check that out, man. We, we have to get better. We gotta get some better software in here, cause damn. You do. Okay. We definitely so, do. So, what's your reply to that, Ben? Did you tell him something? Cause I didn't. I just. It is your. It's your tuition oh, that's going God. forward to that. But yeah, no, nah, I just, well, I just, I took my, I took, system, I took my flyers and left. That's our education system in a nutshell, essentially. But <laughs> aside from that, a uh, pretty standard week for me over here. And you know what? My week is going a hell of a lot better than Jim Johnston's. That's for sure. Oh, so, what a good segue, Ben. So, for those that are not in the know, if you're living under a rock, the musical producer and the head honcho that is the creative for, for all the, your favorite themes in the movie, Jim Johnson, for the last three decades, has made themes like Stone Cold, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and others, has unfortunately been released of duty and has been given his future endeavors. When that broke, I just, I couldn't believe that that had happened. It was weird to think, now we're in the age of CFO. No, no, <sighs> Ray, you got it wrong. It's not CFO, it's CFO dollar sign. Ah, uh, how could I forget the dollar sign? You never forget the dollar <sighs> sign. But yes, Jim Johnston was responsible for a lot of your favorite hits, both, uh, both good and so bad they're good. He is the man who came up with, I believe, the G did he come up with the Degeneration X theme? I believe so. The Stone Cold theme for sure. Yes, that's definitely one of A those. lot of Undertaker's themes for sure were him. Except the Limbiscuit one. Okay. We can't give him that. AKA the best one. <laughs> the best Undertaker. Sadly, yeah, I was like, why could that have not been Jim? <laughs> oh my god but yeah but what were your thoughts Ben when you heard that news uh end of an what era it's sad to see him go I he cranked out a few more themes before he left like I know he had a hand in Baron Corbin's new theme so 
if he had to go out, at least he dropped a few, like one more gem or two before he went out the door. So, Jim, uh, good luck to you, buddy. I'm sure whatever you decide to do next, you will be very much appreciated for your talents, and it's a huge end of an era. So, if you're one of those people who loves WWE entrances, the pageantry, and just the overall soundtrack of WWE, yeah, this is a sad day. It's sad to see a pioneer like this go. So, Mr. Johnston, we tip our hats to you, and good luck in all your future endeavors, sir. Yep. Um, just for one last note, isn't that surprising though? Because if I'm, I don't recall, if I'm not mistaken though, he didn't leave for a short term, like recently this year, and then brought back, and now this. It's kind of like, I guess he was not getting the hunch anymore, not getting that feeling of. Maybe this isn't what I want to do. So I guess, hey, again, we're thankful for everything he's done. But I guess now it's time for CFO. But we can't blame CFO, though. CFO is doing some great music for the WWE. They've produced Glorious. They've produced some great music for the NXT talent and others in the main roster. So let's see what happens now. We'll definitely see a new era in WWE. We're going to see a lot of new names and faces. Sadly, one face that we will not be seeing back in the WWE anytime soon is Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Tuesday Night, Mr. Friday Night, and Mr. ECW, Mr. TNA, RVD, will not be stepping foot back inside WWE anytime soon. Ray, tell us why. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, guys, but to bring it to a shoot, Raw Van Dam is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So, uh, sadly, Raw Van Dam has spoken, and from recent medical records and everything like that, he believes he will never be cleared to wrestle in the WWE again. Being from trauma he's suffered to the head and everything like that. Though, the controversy is, if Daniel Bryan now, even having the seizures he's had, is possibly cleared to return, why not Rob Van Dam, who has been competing on the indies at the moment, and has not suffered any injury, suffered anything like that. He's competed and been fine in the past few months and year or so. So, WWE, what's your reason? Clear the man. Let him compete. I would honestly, we want the man that is one of a kind. I would rather maintain the memories of Rob Van Dam I have the way they are because that last run he had in the WWE was awful. Awful. Hated that run. Mm. I just want to see Rob Van Dam one more time in the WWE ring, though. Everyone wants to see at least that one more match. Let him go out on his terms, not just the firing. Because I would love to see just one more time. Imagine this Rob versus the Jeff Hardy of now. That could be an amazing match. Most definitely. It's all about clearing. And again, we don't want to test anything. Because we can only say certain things, but again... The WWE wants to have everyone at full health. They don't want to have a liability. And again, we all know they want to make sure everyone is mentally sane because they don't want another result of you know where I'm going. Most so, sadly, no Rob Van Dam for now. But who knows? Hey, we have future. a stacked roster. You never know. So, Mr. So Mr. Van Dam, uh, kick your feet up, smoke a joint, and have a good time because <laughs> I'm not gonna, we're not going to be seeing you for a while, sir. So... I- so, I, think that's why, I think that's why they're not hiring him again. It's just the 420. <laughs> Dude, Mr. 420. Um, All right, so not a good week for Rob Van Dam, but uh, things continue to be interesting for everyone's favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns, as this week in an interview, 
He went on record and says that he feels he is the best wrestler working in the company today. Oh my god. You know what I meant? I think he meant the... He didn't mean the WWE. Everyone's not understanding this. It's not that company. Because Ben, this weekend, I told you and our and our cue card guy, because the cue card guy is here. Hi, cue card guy. Uh, I went to see the Justice League. And I didn't know this, Ben. I don't know if you did. Roman Reigns is doing double duty in that movie. Yeah, Roman Reigns is Aquaman. <laughs> and he's Superman. <laughs> Roman Reigns is in two parts in this movie. Fuck you. <laughs> That news. That news is. That news. That news is about as fake as Superman's upper lip in that movie. <laughs> no, but to, all yeah. super side, just you understand if you see the movie, you get what I'm talking about. But uh, Roman Reigns, yes, he says this. I think they push his ego so much that he believes it. So he he's biting into the into the hype that is. The push, but again, stay humble, man. Stay humble. Always stay humble. Always be what humble. What are your thoughts, Ben? Uh, my thoughts on this, Roman Reigns, by this point, I don't really know how this is going to test so well, because every time I think that this dude is making progress, he always says something or does something or is booked in a way that kind of undermines all the progress he's making, and I'm just kind of like, dude, just stay humble. Don't. Don't do anything to step on anybody's toes. Just just keep being cool and just put on some good matches and people will turn around on you. Don't make this more complicated than it needs to be. So, not a very deep story, but Roman, just stay humble, buddy. Come on. Yeah, just do, you're in that top position. Don't, don't screw it up now. But, again, I guess once you're believing that hype and then if you can back it up, which leads to another person... Now, recently he's here to show the world. He's here podcast. to show the world. Uh-huh. Yep. A man that was recently on the Edge and Christian podcast of awesomeness. Dolph Ziggler believes the same. He believes he's the best, and he feels he's underused as a face of the company. He feels he should be the face of the WWE. Sadly, he feels he's underused and... They don't know how to value him as a uh, uh, underused. Yes, face of the company. <laughs> new. There was a time and a place My, for yeah. Dolph Ziggler to be the face of WWE. That time has long, long since passed. It seems a little delusional of him to think that he's going to achieve that main event position anytime in the near future. I don't. That's the thing with wrestling. I think your mentality always has to be. I'm the top guy. I want to be the guy that main events mania, holds the championship. In wrestling in general, you want to be that top guy no matter where you are. If it's an indie, if it's the E, if it's Japan, if it's ROH, if it's TNA, if it's anywhere. You want to be the, the guy on the posters, signing the autographs, kissing babies, doing the news. So I get why Ziggler says it, or I get why Roman say it. Now, Ziggler, I I can agree with him totally. He's underutilized. Ziggler, I I guess has his position at the moment. Hey, who knows what might happen tonight of champions? He might walk out U.S. champion. However, at the moment, I can he's agree with him at that point eat, that they are currently the not using him to his full potential. Now, are they facing the company? Everyone's going to think that. Everyone has to think I'm the top guy. So 
Are they delusional? Eh, not fully, because that's, again, that's just what you're going to think. Because if you don't think you're the top guy, why are you there? Fair, po fair point to you, sir. Dolph, like, I think Dolph Ziggler is an unbelievably talented dude, and I feel like he's been showing some improvement lately as just, like, accepting his role as, like, as a mid-card heel. But that him being face of the face of the company, I don't think so. The time the time to do that bare minimum was three or four years ago, and they sort of missed their opportunity to do that when they had a chance to. So I don't really know. But like Dolph, there is a definite role for him in WWE. I'm certain, but it is not face of the company. Who knows? Maybe he'll be United States champion by the time December is over. But I don't. I wouldn't put any stock in it. You never know. That's what WWE has become. Is excuse me, has basically been. Anything can happen, folks. Anything, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anybody. Anything can happen. Anyone can show up. And it turns out anybody in the world of wrestling nowadays can just put on a show because it's time to talk about the elite. The the elite. The elite. The the elite. The elite. Okay. So okay. Okay. What Ben is Enough talking about. Is like we mentioned a few weeks ago, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks have decided, yeah, we can do it. We can, we can, we can prove Meltzer and Roman wrong. We're gonna have our own show for ten thousand people. You know this is all Cody, right? So, you know uh, this is all Cody's idea. This is Cody and the Bucks. Cody and the Bucks. Don't, don't, don't take the Bucks out. Cody no, can't but it's do like, this alone. But like uh, Cody so, is just like I know for a fact. Just like Cody is just like he's the one in the group who gets a wild hair up his ass to do all this crazy shit, and they just sort of go along with it because they can afford to do so. Cody I mean, is that Cody is that Cody is that friend. Whatever Cody wants, it works. Cody is that friend in a group who's just like, "Come on, man, let's go steal a car and like drive off a cliff," and they're like, "Well, I don't know, Cody. Come on, don't be a pussy. Let's do it." It's totally... Isn't that you for us, Ben? Shit up. Shit up. I'm being honest. Shit up. Cue card guy, what do you think? Shush. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up. Shush. See, even the cue card guy gave me a thumbs up. Fuck you, cue card guy. What the hell are we paying you for, anyway? Ray, no, Ray, no, no, Ray, 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 that was the cue card guy. That was the cue card guy. He sounded, he sounded like him. He sounded like him. Cody, just talk about Cody. Okay, talk well, if you don't know, the elite are planning on planning to put on their own show, their own wrestling show, and they're going to be announcing the date and location of said show in roughly two days from this recording. So I'd say mm. keep keep your social media open and get ready for that because if the popularity of the elite are and the bullet club are telling me anything, this show will sell out quick. So the minute that those tickets go on sale, snatch that shit up. So keep that on the keep that on your radar for their for the elite show coming up very soon. And before we What move, are your thoughts on that show, Ben? Do you think my thoughts? New York, Chicago, California. Uh, I'm definitely thinking somewhere. I'm thinking definitely one of the two coasts. I'm definitely thinking either LA or or definitely New York. Maybe like I'm hoping New York. I'm hoping, I'm hoping New, York. New York just so we can go because they could afford they could afford the Hammerstein. You know they could. Uh, I wouldn't think the Hammerstein. I wouldn't think the Hammerstein because they want ten thousand. It says ten thousand seater. 
So Hammerstein's a little bigger than a 10,000 person venue, I believe. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. But again, the Hammerstein Ballroom looked bigger on TV. It's actually not that big when you're there. Maybe they'll do it at the not the Hammerstein, but the Manhattan Center. You know, I, funny? I, always used to think, I always used to think that the Manhattan Center and the Hammerstein were the same building, funny enough. Aren't they the same building, just not the same, like, section of the building? I always kind of... I, if I, I'm not mistaken? I'm, I actually do not know. As a New Yorker, I really should know that. And as a wrestling fan... We should I, know this. We love we love going there. I really do. Kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. That is the top Thank you, Q-Card guy. Thanks, Q-Card guy. You still freak guy. me out. Creepy motherfucker. Ben, Sounds like we, need to, we need to fire that Q-Card guy. You pack a day, motherfucker, we raspy fucking god. Ghost. Oh, God. We don't pay you to smoke. Damn it. Okay. But yes, if it is I'm New York... I'm coming for you, Ray. <laughs> ben, I'm telling you, it's the same person. What? Ben, ben, I'm telling you. That's why he's always hooded. Ben. Ray, he didn't say anything. <laughs> Ray, you're huh? hearing, Ray, you're hearing things. Have a drink. You'll feel better. Uh, next okay. step, just a little okay, bit. Okay, but of, yes, if it's New York, you'll definitely, hopefully, see us there. Oh, it's <laughs> if it good is one of the other the, places, we'll never know. It's like fuck it. When all eyes are on, all eyes are on that situation right now. But speaking of all eyes on somebody, The Rock continues to propel in Hollywood popularity. Why you may Ooh. ask? Because he is finally. The Great One is finally getting his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now that's interesting. To see a man that's not only dominated the wrestling world, a man that's dominated now Hollywood, I believe he's he's still one of the highest grossing Hollywood actors to this point. So I think he's deserved it though. He's finally gotten that, that a lot of the famous actors have gotten, a lot of politicians, just basically... If you're in the star of the media, you're going to get your own star right there. So congratulations to The Rock. My question is this. Where's the law star? I want my own star, damn it. I'm the law Ray Raimundo. I deserve my star. You'll be dead before you get a star. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ben, did you hear that? Ben. I didn't hear anything, ben. Ray. Stop acting nuts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ben, where's my star? You don't deserve a star on the Hollywood Hall of Fame, dude. But you don't deserve a star anywhere in the world of wrestling. But I'll tell you who does deserve a star. Now, I'll tell you who is a star, though. Are you, Ray, are you familiar with a man known as Colossal Mike Law? I recognize that name. It kind of pisses me off because I'm the law of this show. And I think I know where this is going. So once we come back from commercial break, Ben, perfect segue, you're going to hear me and Ben interview the 2017 King of New York, the man that is, he's big, man. He's colossal. He is colossal. The current Capital Wrestling TV champion, and for a very long time, the intergender champion of the known universe, shout out to Andy Kaufman, the colossal one, Mike Law. But before we get to that... One final bit of news from the world of indie wrestling. Sorry to bring down the mood just a little bit, but we must give our condolences. Kyle O'Reilly, one half of Red Dragon and current member of the Undisputed Era. Unfortunately, his mom passed away this week uh, from cancer, I believe. Uh, very sad to hear from that. Kyle O'Reilly is a great young talent, and it's a shame to hear anybody lose a family member, especially him. So our condolences go out to Kyle O'Reilly and his yeah, entire family. It definitely, so got, it definitely was a sad week for the world of indie wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. Even not only just just him, but hold on one moment, sir. I'm looking for the name perfect because I don't want to. Me- Take your time, of course. Well, Ray searches for the name, but yeah, so uh, it sucks to find out because I believe at least like a year ago, didn't Bobby Fish lose his mom too? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes. That's why he was he was out of the show. He was supposed to be. He's supposed to be at final for the TV title. He's supposed to be in like the fatal four way for like the TV title at final battle. I believe last year. Correct me if I'm yep. wrong. Was final battle, and he, he had to, he unfortunately yep. had to call out because of his mom. He was very close with his mother, and I assume would go the same for Kyle O'Reilly. So let's hope Bobby can, from experience, help Kyle through this tough time. And let's if if, if Kyle O'Reilly doesn't show up on NXT for a couple of weeks. Uh, don't be surprised about that. So once again, our condolences. Definitely going through a loss of a parent is definitely not something easy. Not easy Me at all. Me speaking from person, it's definitely something I can understand where he's going through losing. My dad's definitely something that it's mentally not easy to cope with. I'll say that. So it's something that, again, to do something that he has to be there in front of thousands of people when you want to just be alone, I can imagine he's going through a lot right now. Definitely. Our condolences again to Kyle O'Reilly. And Ben, I did find the name. So, again, from one loss to another one that hits a little closer to home. Like we mentioned, a, uh, sorry, not AJ Pan, but, well, a PCA member. Because that's what Mike Morris, he's a PCA member of the Pan Corp Agency. A man that used to be only in the Pan Corp. Sadly, this week we lost Brand. The world known as Spiral. He did pass away over the weekend. Could you repeat his name? You cut out a little bit. Does, Could you repeat his name? You oh, cut sorry out. about that. Uh, it's Brandon Kaplan, aka for the indie fans and those on the indie Spiral. Rest in peace, certainly. So, I'm sure he was a great talent, sir. So shout out. So shout out to both the family of Kyle O'Reilly and the family of Spiral. So two tragic losses this week. And we are going to, on that sad note, unfortunately, we're going to go to commercial. But when we come back. We're going to lift up the mood with an interview with one of New York and New Jersey's hottest talents, Colossal Mike Law. And we'll be right back with that because it's going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. Enjoy these commercials. And we'll be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back. What's up, everybody? It's trustworthy Avenging Ben popping in to give you a very special holiday message. Well, it's that special time of year where you got to start shilling out all your hard-earned money, buying presents for a bunch of assholes that you don't even like. Why not get them something actually good this year, like some GAWP t-shirts from our T Public store? That's right. Right now, you can go and get yourself a Whole Milk Mike shirt, a Ray Raimundo t-shirt, a Matt the Minkus, I mean Matt the, Cough, Matt the Daddy Coughler t-shirt, and of course, you can get an Avenging Ben t-shirt too. We have a whole bunch of designs in stock. We have the classic GAWP logo, the current GAWP logo, and the GAWP NWO tribute logo. We both have Classic and Wolfpack. We have a whole bunch of stuff on sale for you guys. We hope that you'll pick something up and maybe give someone to the special wrestling fan in your life this holiday season. This is once again Avenging Ben reminding you to join the madness and happy holidays. And we are back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast with me, Avenging Ben, and my co-host, unfortunately for the time being, The Law, Ray Raimundo. Yeah, baby. The commercials are great. It was very, again, I got to love these commercials. So we're back. Hope you guys stayed after the commercials because this is now going to get very colossal. Oh, absolutely. Because we have a very special guest. Uh, uh, Ben, introduce introduce our very special guest. With pleasure, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very special guest who has been having 
To put it mildly, a very good year this year of 2017. He is the winner of the Warriors of Wrestling King of New York tournament. He is the current Capital Wrestling television champion, and for most of this year and for a very long time, he has been the intergender champion of the known universe. Godzilla, eat your heart out, because this man is the true colossal one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can't talking to him on a, on a phone call doesn't do him enough justice because this man will tower above you. He is the thing of he's the stuff of nightmares. But ladies and gentlemen, it is the it is the one, the only, the colossal Mike Law. How you doing, sir? Uh, wow, that is like, like one of the best intros. Can I have you like announce me going forward, like, like ring announce me? That was one of the best intros I've ever heard anybody do for me. You you did forget one thing though. Know, I am the first entrant in the 2018 ECWA Super A, so that you cannot forget, because that's a prestigious tournament, and I'm the first entrant in it, and I will be winning it, so, you know, my money's on Sean Carr. (laughs) He's with the Sean Carr comment, he's no longer with the the company anyway, Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, no, thank you, I'm doing, I'm doing great, man, Um, you know, just first and foremost, uh, you know, I hate to start off on this note, but I certainly want to you know, send my, my condolences and all my, all my love to the Kaplan family. Uh, one of my, my best friends, one of the guys that I, I came up with the business, uh, a, a true brother of mine. Um, and I mean it in every, you know, aspect, uh, Brandon Kaplan, Spiral BKNY. Look, man, to say I love this guy is true, truly another statement, but I want to say rest in peace to him and that, um, uh, I will never forget him and that, um, his memory, Anytime, sir, and, and yes, and we gave our own condolences before the break. So, sir, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. There's a burning question that I have been dying to ask you, and now that we finally have you, I feel like you can you're the man to answer it. So, if you don't mind a hard hitting question right out of the gate, right out of the gate, here we go. What's with the giant weight in all of your profile pictures? <laughs> all right, so so um, I, you know, I'll say like I was inspired. Uh, I, I, it's not like the first time I carried a prop in the ring. When I, I used to do this thing to stick back in like 2005, 2006, maybe a little bit, you know, later on. I, I mean, you're just jumbled after a while, but I used to come up with a, I used to team up with like got Jason Static and, and, and another guy, Joe Delicious, you know, um, and, and we used to come out as best body thing. Now, I was nowhere near what these guys were. These guys were like jacked and they were huge. They were tall, and, you know, huge. But I was like the little like pit bull. I was a little like, you know, uh, I, I had a lot of bark and I could come out with a big protein jug and had all sorts of stuff in it, you know, that I would use. So fast forward, you know, I see like guys like Manny Martinez and I certainly see guys like Matthias Classic, you know, his, his big hat and, and a couple other guys. And, you know, let me, I need something. I need something you know, that pre- represents, like, colossal and pre- represents, like, who I am as a character and as how, how I am as a, as a person. And uh, I was like, you know what? What would do the trick? What's something that somebody that is colossal would walk out in the ring with? And I just, you know, myself and, and my brother kind of put our heads together. And uh, the thing is, you know, it's huge uh, barbell with huge weights. Um, and, and, you know, it's been... 
a lot of people have been having blasts with it. You know, a lot of the, the boys and the girls in the locker room uh, tend to enjoy it. And, you know, and I think a lot of fans now have another, this is just another aspect of, or another reason that you like, watch this guy. Like, oh man, he comes out. Like, it grabs your attention. I don't care who you are. Like, you see it like little, I mean, again, you know, all things aside, you know, you see me with this huge contraption. You're gonna, your eyes are going to focus on it. So that is really like, the, the idea behind that. Awesome. So you mentioned like earlier, like like coming up in the business, doing a lot of stuff. I know a lot of people who find these stories of how people get into the business, the process of working their way up, very interesting and inspiring. So, and I'm very curious to hear yours. So, simply put, why did you decide to get into the business, and how long did it take you to get to the point that you're at right now? Took me a lot longer than I would have wanted to. Um, that's another story. But um, essentially, what happened was I had an uncle. He used to he used to be an official. He used to be a referee for this like underground league called Arena Puerto Rico, run by this guy named Pedro Rodriguez. That's five. So my uncle was a wrestling fanatic. He almost got us like in a huge fight back in MSG in like eighty seven or eighty. I was like way young, way too young. And I remember him blowing an air horn. He was out of his mind. He still is. But he used to be an official. And then one day, he had beef with somebody. It was like legit. Like, this guy had beef with him over something that happened in the back. And he took a Heineken bottle and he broke it over my uncle's head. And that was the last time my uncle wrecked. But he still kept in contact with this Pedro Rodriguez guy. Um, and, and then in Europe, party. This is the first time I've ever seen Homicide. Mind you, this was like 1998. So, this is years ago. I was only 15 years old. You know, he talked to the promoter. He's like, oh, you know, this is my nephew. He's interested in becoming a wrestler. You know, Pedro looks at me. Pedro wasn't a tall guy himself. He was 5'3", but he's jacked. Like, this guy was huge. Like, I mean, solid. I mean, he was in his late 50s, I would imagine. And he was, like, jacked out of his mind. But, um, I went to school uh, at a place called Arena Puerto Rico in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. Um, pretty much got, and you know, part of my the shit beat out of me for like weeks on end. Um, and that's just the way they did it back then. It was just you know you got you kind of got tough, toughened up. Like my first day in, in training, if you will, um, I got in the ring and I, I remember telling Homicide this. I got in the ring with Homicide, and I remember and I thanked them the last time I saw him, which was that wrestling a couple months back. I said, hey man, I just want to say that I want to thank you because you were the first person I ever got in the ring with when I was 15 years old. And I, I, I want to thank you for not killing me because I thought you were going to like, you know, I knew, I didn't know about his rep at that point, but I eventually found out like who he was and, you know, Homicide was certainly one of the scariest dudes and, and it still is. So, I, you know, like, I, I know him a little bit better now, but um, <laughs> he certainly could have Done like they could have, he could have like beat me to death, and it wouldn't have been. But he he had at least that uh, a little bit of that compassion. Um, but they hung me upside down, so they hung me upside down. And I remember my main, one of my main trainers, like on collar torture, who's at the time he's six, probably six five, six six. He was about four hundred pounds legit at that time. And they took my shirt off, and they proceeded to do like a, a conga line around the ring, and it was just chop me, and it was. Chop- hung upside down and um you know we could never get away with that nowadays i mean it would be like 
you know, people scream bloody murder and they're like, you know, lawsuits up the ass. But at the time, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, at 15 years old, um, in my head, I was like, okay, like, they just, you know, like, they just want to see if I'm going to come back. And I said to myself, I'm going to come back because I was, you know, if anything, I was going to never come back down from anybody. And so, um, you know, despite that, having wealth pretty much all over my body, um, I ended up coming back and, you know, getting, getting trained, you know, for, you know, for, for a while there. That's awesome. So, yeah, what, so interesting. where exactly did the Colossal gimmick come from? That's what I'm curious about. You know, it's funny. Uh, and, and, and the person who is actually responsible for, um, for the, the uh, or, or the idea behind the gimmick, uh, she doesn't, and I don't think she'll ever know unless you obviously she'll, uh, she'll like hear this podcast if she ever does. Um, uh, I think her name is like Miss Morgan or something like that. She's from like the Pittsburgh scene. So I had a match. Uh, I hadn't, I'd been wrestling in Pittsburgh and Ohio for years, but what happened was I stopped wrestling there for a while and then started working in New York and Connecticut and areas like that that were within closer proximity. Um, and then I was set to go back to this company called Black Diamond. They're, you know, a little company out in Ohio. They do, you know, do some really cool stuff production-wise. Um, and I was supposed to face this guy, Chris Russo. Now, Chris Russo has been in Ring of Honor, and he, you know, he's an IWC in Pittsburgh. So, you know, he's known in that area. So um, I'm supposed to have a one-on-one with, with Chris. So they put the flyer up, you know, uh, on, on the website and on, on Facebook. I guess that group, uh, Miss Morgan was either his manager. Or I, I I forget at this moment, but I go to the building and it's like a snowstorm. It's like like a blizzard. It was brutal. I get to the building. I'm shaking people's hands. I'm shaking people's hands. I go up to this girl, uh, Miss Morgan, and I go, uh, "I'm Mike." Uh, she goes, "You're Mike Law." I go, oh, "Well, I, well, sabotage." I go like sabotage. I go like sabotage. That was my old gimmick name. So I'm, I'm introducing myself to everybody, and I go, yeah, Sabotage. She goes, you're, you're Sabotage? And I go, yeah. I go, she goes, I'll never forget it. She goes, you look a lot bigger in the poster. <laughs> and everyone's thinking like, wow, I'm sorry to have disappointed you. Um, she, I don't think she meant it that way, but I, I, I think she had the idea that I was like a lot taller and a lot bigger. I had lost some size at that point as well. Um, but uh, more than that, I mean, that's where I met that idea of like, oh, well, I, can't, I could essentially try to be the big guy. But I think just in general, just the way I've always carried myself, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, where a guy like, for example, Johnny Silver is a, a, a mighty mouse. Like, he does, like, like, you know, he's a strong dude and he's done some insane stuff. I'm more like, I have more of a Napoleon complex, which I've always had. Uh, and, and so I think it's just one of those things that, um, that idea just kind of morphed into, uh, colossal Mike Law. You know, I just, I didn't want to, you know, I want to be something other than just this guy. I mean, I, I want to be a, a larger than life entity. That is, that is fantastic. So like, I gotta ask the, the clear a big part of your gimmick for the past few years has been a particular belt you've been carrying around for quite a while, the intergender championship of the known universe. Could you take could you could you take us through the create the concept, creation, and implementation of that 
rather interesting belt? You know, I get... It could have been done better. <laughs> I mean, I know it's probably going to like sound what people, you know, people who came up with the idea wanted here. Um, I liked the idea initially, but like to me, if you're going to do the, the Andy Kaufman thing and have it probably, in my mind, you should probably have me face women wrestlers or, you know, and, 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 and defeat them. You know, like, not necessarily like, you know, like do anything, but just like I'll wrestle them and, you know, all that stuff. Like that was my mentality when they came up to me about this. And then, you know, I remember the first time I faced somebody, it was like Juba. And like, Juba's like a almost 400 pound, like behemoth. Like that's, that's not, that makes sense for this. And then after that, uh, Capital was created. We came along and went and I faced a couple other guys. One being Preston Quinn, who's another heavyweight, and um, and then you know Matt McIntosh. So to me, it was kind of weird because I go, none of these guys. This doesn't make sense for what they're trying to do. Um, I think the best idea was to kind of give that up. Um, if you're not if you're not going to commit to doing the whole thing correctly, then it's just better to move away from it because it can be done very well. It just I understand why, because I think around that time there was some just like, um, I guess some, uh, I don't know, adversity or maybe some controversy regarding intergender wrestling. Um, at this point, man, like, you know, if you can't believe that the women in wrestling and some of the very talented ones can go toe-to-toe guys, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. That actually... It really is with perspective, you know, like, that actually does bring me to no, one of, it, that actually does bring us to one of the questions that our viewers had. That'll to bounce off of the point you were just discussing. Uh, Jason Bob eighty seven on our Facebook page asks: As an intergender champion, what would you say of the po- are the positives of intergender wrestling as it does get to get, get a lot of criticism? Yeah, I mean, again, with, with the the thoughts on anything that I say, it's all, all going to be subjective. It's all it's opinion based, and so people have to learn to respect and, and, and understand people people's opinions. Um, I say in, in this day and age, it's just if you have the right catalyst to, to make it believable and make it uh, you know a performance for where both sides are, are equally represented then I don't see the problem with it. You know what I mean? Like, I certainly, you know, when China was facing guys like Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho years ago, um, those guys are certainly, if you want to talk about, like, strength or big, you know, they were pretty big guys. They weren't like small guys in the sense that they were, you know, more muscular or anything like that, but China just happened to um, even the field. I think a lot of the women today are, you know, uh, are, are able to do that with the way they strike, the way they move. Um, if, you know, I've seen guys who are huge face women who, who are smaller and make it look and, and give a proper presentation to it. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I truly, I, I respect the fact that that's now, something that another avenue where we can go ahead and, and showcase both men and women uh, professional wrestlers. And I certainly don't see anything wrong with it. All right. You know, uh, with it. Again, perspective. I'm sure people have their reasons for not liking it. 
I understand my co-host may have a few questions for you. Ray, uh, go ahead. Raymond, buddy, you there? Ray, don't be, sh Ray, 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 don't be shy now, buddy. Now's the time to ask the question. <laughs> no, sorry. I was waking up from my nap because I thought Ben was never going to give me the mic. Sorry about that, brother. Okay. Okay, question number one because I definitely want to – we all want to know what, what match got you into wrestling, brother? What was that one – even if it wasn't a match segment promo, what was it that grabbed your eye and you said, I like this. I want to keep watching you know, it's funny, like, everyone was a Hulkamaniac back in the 80s, and I was, I was. But the first match I ever watched live that I remember was the main event was a steel cage match in Madison Square Garden between Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage. After that, I was like, oh, I, like, I, I'm still, like, a huge, like, a huge mark for, like, the steel cage. That's, like, on my to-do list. That's one thing I've never done. I've always wanted to be a steel cage match. I, I, just the structure of it, man, it's just, I don't care. Like, every company that I've ever seen a cage match put up, it just still leaves me in awe. And I love steel cage matches. And I think once I saw that, once I saw two those two guys, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. And then, you know, obviously Hogan was a big deal. And so I was like, oh, it's going to be like a Hulkamaniac. Mm. I was definitely going to say, once you brought up, when Ben brought up especially the weights and the dumbbell, it does remind me of Thunderlips. And Rocky, I'm like, uh, kind of reminds me of that. Same kind of <laughs> stick there. Okay, my next question that does have to be, because if not, the brother would be mad. Uh, your story of meeting AJ Pan. Um, AJ, wow, long ago. Uh, I, I think I, I didn't really, I, I didn't know him. Uh, I, I met him through a mutual friend who no longer wrestles. Um. I, you know, I didn't know I didn't know what background he had. I didn't know if he had done anything. I just remember him, you know, being a friend of a, a fellow uh, wrestler at the time and who I think I teamed with. And then we ended up teaming him, and they put us together. Uh, they liked, you know, they, they liked us as a, as a trio, whatever. And then I think he was doing the PC Corp thing, you know, with, you know, back when he was doing, like, these uh, small, like, shows. And then eventually that kind of like flourished um and i think i don't know how long it's been but uh 2000 2002 maybe i don't know 2002 i want to say that so all these years later it was still like you know it's funny because i'm still like i guess the longest member of that group um which i don't normally get associated with any group but if i was i guess this would be it um and so yeah many years uh, that's the first time i met him at a company called iwf which is non-existent. Ah, uh, okay. I definitely want to ask because I know AJ does watch the show. He's a good brother, so I want to make sure I please him because if not, let me mention one more to get him a little more chuckle. Um, Mike, can you talk about the FWE? Your thoughts about that promotion? Or oh, what was man. the promotion? What do you... <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do you... Uh, you know, man, uh, you, know, you know, it's like, it, it was a great learning experience. Um, unfortunately, um, I think, uh, you know, like, I, like, I'm not saying that I, I walked out with millions in my pocket doing shows, but I certainly have found ways to make money in wrestling. You know, and I'm not, again, it's not always about that, but when you put these budgets that are in the thousands, then you better damn sure that, that you're going to make a return on your investment. 
So it's kind of hard sometimes because when you're trying to kind of like beat them from a, from a business level and it's not translating, it, it gets frustrating. You know, like at the end of the day, like the, I would hope, and I know my hope is that this is a you know full time thing. This is something they used to pay your bills. But for for some people, I don't know if it was more of a hobby or something that they could use to like impress their friends. I don't know. You know what I mean? I I I, I don't. At this point, it's been what 2015 is when they there was the last show. But oh uh, yeah, the California the California show that never. I think it was Cali that was supposed to happen. That mega show never yeah, got. They done. were supposed. It didn't get done, but what happened was it was switched to a Wednesday at St. Pat's. Now we did 500 people, and that's impressive for a Wednesday show. 500 people. However, when your most of your guys are flying in from Canada, and you have your main event being AJ Styles versus John Morrison, that's not going to really help you with the bottom line. It's not especially going to help you when, unfortunately, all the people who say they want an alternative don't want to pay for it. You know that I could defend FWE on because, unfortunately, like everyone, you know, they were by the time the show was over. Uh, I believe Jordan had sent me a text message showing me uh, that the AJ Styles um, John Morrison match had been illegally downloaded over eighty thousand times. And if you think, if you look at that from a from from a mon- monetary perspective, at fourteen ninety five, which is what the IP reviews were at the time, if people paid that much times eighty thousand, that would have been enough for us to be able to tour the country, you know, put, put together a nice little tour, put together payroll for talent and for 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 scenes like myself, um, and just move along and, 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 and push forward. But because people unfortunately decided that, you know, we live in the, the, the free generation, I guess, they decided they didn't want to pay for the product. Yeah, sadly. That didn't, that didn't help matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I help, I help with, I mean, I have no qualms with saying I, I left wrestling in 2011. I stopped wrestling and then I helped book and promote FWE for until, I guess, 2015 when they went out of business. Um, along with a couple other guys, um, Conrad was one of the guys, AJ was another guy, Jordan Schneider. Uh, those guys were obviously the guys that also helped and put this thing together. Um, my brother was involved with it as well. Um, Steve, so um, it was it was a great learning experience. Uh, that I will never, um, you know, take away from that. I was about promoting and being, you know, and you know, just the business end of, of, of wrestling with with FWE. What to do and what not to do, unfortunately. Definitely, yeah. That's a lot of things. That's what usually it is. This is all a learning tree, and definitely just grabbing anything you can. Just to know what to do next, what to do better, what not to do. And hey, no, and we can't usually say anything's a bad experience. It's something just to learn from. It's the best thing. So, Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm sad that sadly, I think I was supposed to go to the last show. I remember finding about finding out about FW when that last show was coming in. Sadly, I could have met all of you there, but sadly, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I always tell AJ about that. I'm like, I could have made it. I could have made it. But look, we had some great times, though. I mean, that was like, it, like, man. I mean, some of those times 
TV at four in the morning in downtown Manhattan. Um, was certainly exhausting, but like I said, man, I, at the end of the day, like I was on a good note to say that I, I'm forever grateful for the opportunity to have done that and had that part of my career in wrestling was being able to, to you know, book talent, promote the shows, and you know, help to set up the place and get things done uh, uh, from a production standpoint. Um, that I, that I, I'm forever grateful to Jordan for for giving me that opportunity. Definitely, brother. Um, hey, again, this is what got you here now to the dance, and just to ask a question about what you're doing in the dance right now, and that is on December 29th. You're in a five way. So your thoughts on that and getting a shot to become the number one contender for the Capital Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. It's you, Anthony Gango, Matt McIntosh, Ryan Zane. And why is that love? Uh, five out. Ben, if you can remind me if I'm missing one. Am I no. missing anybody in that match? is going to be Mike Ball, Anthony Gangone, Ryan Zane. LFG, I think. How did I forget the human? Oh, that's one. Because I want to be, make it special because this is the returning human rocket, LSG, and yourself. What are your thoughts on that, brother? You're going into a match with wolves that you want to be in a steel cage. This is a cage of definitely great talent locking you in. Yeah, um, you know, I think, I, I will say that, and I said this in another interview, I think uh, John Kerman and Ken Dixon have their work cut out for them. And I'm not just saying because, like, the fact that just us. I think this card is going to be pretty stacked. But I, I mean, I mean, there, there's not one guy in that match, uh, they included, <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't want to steal the spotlight. And like at the end of the day, my goal has always been to be the guy remembered. You know, I certainly want all the admiration and the you know the the the. the um, the accolades that go with winning and, you know, potentially becoming a, a two, you know, two title holder with the TV title and, you know, the heavyweight title. Um, but I think at the end of the day, on the 29th, one of the last shows of the year, um, just come down, man. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm excited thinking about the potential, how crazy this is going to be. You got guys like Anthony Gangone, who's such an offensive innovator. LSC, who's like, Literally the human rocket. I mean, I know we're, you know, you joke with cousins and everything, but he um, he has really taken off, uh, no pun intended. Um, you know, Matt McIntosh, you know, what can you say? Him, I mean, I, I believe, in my opinion, him and I had one of the best matches of the year so far. I Cap. fucking agree. That match, that match kicked ass. Thank you, man. Thank you. And, uh, you know, uh, I like I said, uh, the, my big regret in that match with McIntosh was I didn't, I didn't, I personally didn't feel I came in the shape that I needed to be. But come the twenty ninth, uh, I will certainly be where I need to be. And um, I'm just saying, like, I, you know, for anybody who's never watched the Capital Wrestling Show, buy a ticket. I guarantee you, um, they put on a very top notch, high level, um, professional event, and this match is going to destroy it. I'm telling you right now, we are going to go out of our way to make sure that we end the year with a bank. On that subject of capital wrestling, there is one other thing I wanted to ask about that. Very A few weeks ago, the uh, you uh, you took on, at the very last event, you took on the prodigal son of the NRA, Bo Crockett, who's under the tutelage of Preston Quinn, who's also very close friends with a gentleman known as the Memfo Mofo Ma Mark Bravura. 
and on a podcast on the Capital Wrestling podcast with a colleague of mine, a Sean O'Brien. Shout out to him and his work; he's awesome. Uh, the, mem- the you said in an interview once that you always put in one hundred and ten percent. You said on Twitter, to which the Mofo said that sounded lazy. What do you have to say to the, then the Mofo? was taking some shots at the Colossal one. If you could say anything to uh, the mofo right now, what would you say to him, as well as the entire NRA? Um, yeah, as far as mofo, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm too busy actually, you know, wrestling every week to, like, pay attention to every little word he says. Um, the fact is, I never, I, I, if, if he truly believes that he goes out there and puts it on the line, then, you know, then, hey, man, it's, it's great to be delusional. Um, at the same time, I'm very realistic with my talent, my skills, and how I've come a long way and how I'm going to continue to go a longer way. Uh, you know, and yeah, and the NRA guys, um, I, you know, I never really had a problem with guys, but they all like, they're a bunch of like shit talkers, man. You know what I mean? Like every one of them guys, you know, they go online and they like to have a little, like they have, like to have fun, you know, with their memes and stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, both. Rocky can certainly tell you how much of a tough guy I am in the ring. I took a lot of his best shots. Um, same thing with Preston Quinn. Um, if Mofo wants to line up, I'll certainly take on him as well. I have no problem, like, you know, facing anybody. You know, that, again, the, the idea of me being lost was the fact that I never backed down from anybody. And I was going to take on the biggest challengers, smallest challengers, whoever. But um, as far as him questioning, you know, me being lazy, Look, man, don't don't ever question my work ethic because uh, since the day I got in the ring, since the day I started, I could walk. Uh, my work ethic has always been uh, top level, and uh, um, and if some people can't face that. They can't face the fact that um, there is somebody who's better than them at this. There's somebody who can potentially um, become more. So. It's fine, man. Like I, 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 like I didn't know. I had no idea you said that. So this is news to me. Um, I know work travels fast. I'm sure we'll get back to him. I'm sure he'll have something, you know, very cute or, or very uh, clever to say online. And you know, but you know, I know some of the shit, man. I, I got, I got more important things to do. Nice. So uh, we'll make sure that the mofo gets the message. So we're gonna start wrapping this up. But before we do, Ray, do you have any final questions for the colossal one? Oh, yeah, I got two. Just one more, brother. You mentioned you want to leave a mark. You want to be remembered. Where do you want to end up, brother? Meaning, any company-wise, if it's the E, Impact, Japan, Mexico, where is that one goal of yours you want to be there and say, this is where I want to leave my mark and just my strive as this is my... It's hard to, you know, nowadays there's there's a lot of avenues want to be to leave a legacy whether it's japan impact ring of honor evolve wwe nxt so you know my my goal obviously when i first started was to be going to wwe or wcw because you got to realize that at the time wcw is still red hot and they had introduced the cruiserweight division but my goal in general is just to leave a legacy you know of the best possible performances the best possible matches i can leave and not just in the sense of like, oh, let's do, you know, move A to move Z and like, just like, no, I think if you can remember the person, the character, the moment that somebody's done in wrestling, then I think that a lot of times will um, 
encompass more than just like, oh man, he just did a crazy shooting star pass, or he just did a crazy dive off the roof. Yeah, man, that's great, and I and I respect the hell out of the guys who do it because it's ballsy and it's risky. But to me, personally, I think it's just as important to leave that legacy as this larger life character, as as that person that entertained people that. You know, they gave like just more than just the wrestling, but the 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 uh, stigma of, of of you know. I need to watch this guy. You know what I mean? And years from now, whenever you know, I'm still on this earth. I certainly would love to have that left behind for people to see. Awesome, amazing. That's definitely an answer I wanted to hear. Something that truly comes out of the mouth of the colossal one. Uh, my next question, before I get to my last important question, is. From a fan, actually. I think we brought this up before we started recording. From Nova Gray, she asks, Pancakes or waffles, Mike? Pancakes or waffles? Uh, protein pancakes. <laughs> it's my I was going to say, is it just protein powder, protein shakes? Protein Finally, we get pancakes. pancakes. It's usually Waffle House. It's always Waffle House for some reason. Oh, boys always waffles. come up. I hop, I hop, I hop is my go-to. Uh, the Waffle House. Oh no! You know what's really good? Um, what do you call it? Uh, I forget the name of the place. Whatever. It's it's out like down south. It's not the Waffle House. The other the other gimmick. But uh, uh there we go. You know, but pancake protein pancakes are my go to in the morning. But uh, yeah, I can. I was could go if there were IHOPs. I'm sorry. If there were Waffle Houses in in Long Island, I would I would go. Yeah, sadly here in New York, we're like. Ah, we'll never get to try the Waffle House, we but got yeah. no, We got no Waffle House. There you go, House Protein Pancakes. The word from Mike Law. Protein ben, Pancakes. get your questions in, brother, because I want to leave this last one. So, get brother. We, I'll let you ask your last one first, because mine is the one we always like to end interviews on. So I'll let you ask yours first. Okay, Ben. This question isn't even to Mike. It's to you, Ben, because you planned this interview. You went behind my back. And Mike, sorry to interrupt you for a minute, brother, but this is, this is a little bit of a... In-house. Ben, did you really want to replace me? You bring in Mike Law with a show that has the Law Raramundo. Is that it, Ben? Is that happening? Well, listen, if I'm going to replace you with anybody, i got to find the best, okay? And if I'm going to replace the Law with anybody, it's going to be Mike Law. Okay, okay, Ben. We'll handle this later, but we'll handle this see, this later. is what this is what angered me. I, I was civil with Mike Law, but it still doesn't. I'm still keeping my eye on you, brother. You might be colossal, but this is the Law you're talking to. Ben, end it up, brother. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so insightful and so interesting. But we always like to end our interviews with one very important question: If the Mike Law of 2017 oh could go back in time and impart a few words of wisdom to say the Mike Law of 2007, 2006, 2005, let's say 10 years ago, what would your piece of advice to him be? Um, that's a, there's a lot. <laughs> I've just learned so much from that time frame. Um, I think the big thing would have been to um, just like, continue to surround yourself. I should have surround myself with, you know, more, you know, like top-level people, and I'm not that I wasn't with at the time, but I think uh, I would have been, I should have networked a lot more, and um, and I certainly believe that I, you know, I shouldn't have left 
when I did, I left a couple of spurts and I, I took a backseat to people and I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I would, then I, you know, and I certainly love where I'm at now and I'm continuing to love where I'm going. A lot of good things coming up, but I think uh, that I should have had more confidence in myself back in 2007. I, I had none for years. And so, you know, if I could say something, if Mike Loft, also Mike Loft from now, could say something to that kid back in 2007, uh, it would be like, it would have been more along the lines of uh, just be confident in yourself. You know, um, you're better than you think you are. A perfect, a colossal message from a man with a colossal heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Colossal Mike Law. So, sir, where, awesome, are, you, where awesome. are you going to be appearing next, and where can the good people listening out on the interwebs find you to see you next? Good question. Um, I will certainly... Great, guys. Um, you know, certainly uh, follow me on Twitter at Colossal Mike Law. Uh, the same thing, uh, Colossal Mike Law. I will be in... New Jersey is coming Friday, uh, Saturday, well, um, for uh, live pro wrestling for ASCW. Don't know what it stands for, but it's over at New Egypt High School in New Egypt, New Jersey. Now I don't, I've never heard of New Egypt, but that's over at 117 Evergreen Road. Little Guido, Little Guido Nunzio will be there. Faye Jackson, Red Titus will be there as well. Uh, Grim from the Grim Toy Show will be there. Um, as well as myself, and I'm bringing my weight with me. I'm yes. bringing the, the, the barbell. Uh, <laughs> doom. So I'll be there as well. And uh, the week after that, we're up uh, Capital Wrestling uh, on December 29th. Wow, this month is going to go really quick, guys. Yeah, shows are lining up, and this is it's the end of the year rush, so usually it feels like, are we done? And don't forget, we the did. Year's gone. And don't forget, you're going to close out 2017 in the five way dance at Capital Wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. That's December 29th over in um, in Hoboken, New Jersey, and uh, I actually will be wrestling. That's weird. I got a. I might be wrestling on New Year's Eve in Rhode Island, so we're working on something like that right now. Uh, we'll see. It would be interesting to have a countdown inside of a ring. Mm. Wow, that, that's, that's definitely interesting. That'll be a sight to behold. So, sir, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for giving us your time. This has been an absolute delight. And, sir, do you have any parting words for our audience members before we let you go? Just, look, guys, thanks. Without the fans, there is no us. I know sometimes it can be a prick. I, believe me, I know. Uh, <laughs> but I certainly appreciate uh, the fans who support what we do and continue to support the independent wrestling as well as pro wrestling in general. Uh, just keep a lookout for Colossal Mike Law. I know a lot of people sleep on me. Internet darling, I'm not that guy that goes around and, and drops names like it's going out of style. Uh, I'm my own person, and I work hard. And uh, just know that you know when you come see me, you pay a ticket. Uh, you're certainly going to get the you know, your money's worth. Hell to the yeah! Perfect, perfect. Ladies Thank and you again, brother, for being on. Thank it you was so an much, honor. sir. This has been an absolute pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Colossal Mike Law, one hell of a man and one hell of an interview. Guys, thanks for listening to that. We're going to take one more commercial break, and then me and Ray are going to wrap up the week with some WWE news. We're going to wrap, just talk about the current Whole Milk Mike situation. We're going to tie up any loose ends before the week is over. So, guys, enjoy these commercials, and check out all Mike Law's upcoming appearances and social media. We'll be right back after this. Don't miss a single moment of Capital Wrestling Television by subscribing to our Twitch. 
twitch.tv slash capital wrestling not only gives you a brand new episode every Monday night at 7.05, but exclusive content like Capital Wrestling's World War IV Live, exclusive Match Zero content, Capital Wrestling Binge Mode Marathons, and the upcoming Level Up with Stephen James and more. Push the button and subscribe to twitch.tv slash capital wrestling. And we are back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Time to wrap it up with some WWE news, of course, and the indie update. But before that, it's time to get started with our newest segment. It's time for Fiesta Time with Pepe! Hola, amigo! Hello, Pepe. It is, it is a pleasure to have you on once again, sir. Oh, my God. So what do you got for us this week? What is Pepe? Chat me up, Pepe. What do you want to talk about for your segment this week? Thank you, Senor Ben. Okay, so everybody in the GAWP, I want to talk to you about the 16-time world champion. He is Ric Flair. He came out this this past week in a reggaeton video. Me, Senor Pepe, me likes to dance to that kind of stuff. Me dance with the ladies. We do the dancing. And Ric Flair comes out in the video for the recently produced Chambea by Bad Bunny. Ben, do you listen to Bad Bunny? I do not, but after hearing Ric Flair's in this video, I might have to go check this out. You got to listen, Ben. It's very good. It has the sexy ladies, has the money. Has a little bit of the other stuff, but it was very interesting. It's a good video. My question is, though, Ric Flair and reggaeton music. Eh. It does that. Out of it, but hey, it was good. It's a good song. Listen, everybody. Thank you again for having me, Senor Ben. I'll be back next week. And still, free my homie Mike. Orale. Bye, Pepe. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. Give me the fucking mic. Okay, I'm back. What did I miss? Uh, I you missed Fiesta. Two seconds you, missed Fiesta you missed Fiesta time with Pepe. Damn it. I heard about that new segment. You wrote it in the script this week. I was like, that sounds interesting. I want to be here. I go to the bathroom. You guys start without me. God damn it. Early bird gets the worm, <laughs> sir. Well, as I said before, okay, as I said before, it is time to wrap up with the end with the WWE news this week. Uh, before we get into it, there was a little bit of an announcement on NXT tonight. They'll be debuting a brand new superstar very soon, and by the looks of the silhouette, I'm willing to put my money on Rockstar Spud. And that's gonna be interesting, because I was I was kind of hoping for Rockstar to come to the NXT roster as just an NXT superstar, not with the cruiserweights. So I'm glad this might be happening. I know a few might be wondering why so soon for Spud. Why not a Jack? Why not someone that's already been signed for the developmental deal? Where is Jack? Cue card guy. Hi, cue card guy. Shut up, cue card guy. God damn it, cue card guy. Why do you like this Jack so much? You keep raving about Jack. Okay, so yes, Rockstar Spud might be debuting in NXT. What are your thoughts, Ben? Do you like Rockstar Spud? Uh, yeah. Rockstar Spud is weird to me. I think that he's a great talent who's been used so wrong the past few years. Like, he's a really funny, very talented dude. When he when it was just mm. him, 
tearing it up in the X division. I always thought he did very solid work, but like when he was playing like a second banana comedy stooge, I always thought it was kind of garbage. Like when he was t paired with like Matt Hardy and Tyrus, I always felt he was a little underutilized, but honestly, like now that he's like going solo, doing his own thing, he's a little taking himself a little more seriously. I think he'll he'll prosper a little bit more. So I'm I'm, I'm optimistic to see what the future holds for rock stars. But if it is actually him, it'll be really embarrassing if it turns out to not be him, but whatever. Watson Page is one of the, one of the like NXT hopefuls that were like, it's going to be one of the students, one of the guys from the performance center. It's going to be Gunner. It's going to be Gunner. <laughs> okay, cue card guy, can you give us the information and stop talking? We don't pay you to talk. It's we true. Pay you we, to give us info. We don't pay you to talk. So. God. Don't, make me, don't make me make a phone call. Because you know who I'll call. Ben, where'd you get this guy? I found him on Craigslist. I found him where you find. I found him where you find all good help. Craigslist. Yeah. Best twenty bucks Ben spent. Best twenty bucks I ever spent. How was it twenty bucks? You told me we just got him and cigarettes. God damn it. Twenty dollars worth of cigarettes. How do you think I buy my cigarettes, you fat fuck? Okay, Q hey, card. you've never seen me. Q what the hell are you talking about? Q card yeah. guy, you need to. Q card guy, you need to silence yourself for just a little bit. We need to get through this. So let's get on to the raw. Sorry, sir. Get, 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 Shut up, Q card guy. Shush. It's time to get into the Monday Night Raw recap. Let's kick it off with by far the biggest piece of news, which is most wonderful. Yes, Broken Matt is most definitely back. He is woken Matt, and he got the biggest pop in all of Monday Night Raw, possibly in all of wrestling this week. He appears on the Tron opposite Bray Wyatt, and they're both doing their insane nonsense. Matt, Matt Hardy is up there, larger than life, wearing his red cloak. And, my God, it is just so good to see this gimmick given justice in WWE. And apparently, Vince McMahon was so pleased by the response that it got that he is more than happy to give Matt Hardy full fucking creative control of this gimmick, which, as well he should, because it's the only way it'll work. That's going to be interesting, because this is the first time in a while a character gets to kind of pull the strings, and I hope it works out perfectly, because I know pull the, strings. the minute it showed, up, it showed up on Monday, excuse me, sorry, a lot of fans were kind of, they don't want to bite the bullet yet. They don't want to bite the bullet. They're like, is it going to work? Because they enjoyed the character. I definitely popped when I saw Broken Matt. And even in the, just in the suit, just in that broken clothing. But at the same time, I'm thinking, will it be original? Will it still be something that... It, will it still have the same charm that moment. it had back in like TNA? Now, I'm curious to exactly, see, exactly. will they let him do like a final deletion type thing with Bray Wyatt cuz you could you imagine something like the final deletion but on a WWE budget it would be simply delightful <laughs> it would be delightful so broken matt welcome back good to have you buddy and the other interesting no 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 no, no. it's not broken it's woken woken <laughs> woken yes delightful oh my god yeah, like Vince giving him full creative control, I think, is the best decision for it. But up next, the other big news, both pieces of news are furring around Nia Jax. First of all, Nia Jax has sadly been rumoring that somebody in the backstage area might be fat-shaming her 
which she's come out online saying how proud she is of her body and she has a lot to be proud of because she is a beautiful woman like wow like I don't understand why yeah. anybody would want to insult this woman. First of all, this woman is so tough she could probably eat you, rip your eyeballs out with her teeth. Second of all, she, damn it, Ben, that was the best, the best start. She'll probably eat. Uh, wait, nope. <laughs> I am not. But definitely, it is. I am not going down that rabbit hole. Nia Jax is awesome, <laughs> and she could kill you if she wanted to, just by fucking punching a hole through your face if you wanted to. Yeah, but definitely, I guess. It, it is a cruel world, sadly. So no matter where you go, there's still going to be that one insensitive prick. So sadly, yes, even in the WWE locker room, I guess there is someone that is fat-shaming Naya. And again, she has nothing to be embarrassed about. Her. She is definitely a beautiful woman, definitely lovely. And hey, more and more just for the curves, the better. She's definitely a beautiful woman. I cannot, I cannot agree with whatever they're saying. I quit. She has to do it. She's definitely one that is dominating in the ring. So, hey, fuck that person. Fuck or that people, because right you never know. In that locker room, there's not. I don't. Know, I don't ever think it's like one. It's usually like clicks. So, usually fuck them. Click. But yeah, the next bit of news concerning Nia Jax, weirdly enough, Enzo Amore was with the Zo Train cutting a segment. By the way, fucking Drew Gulak on the Zo Train. I love Drew Gulak so goddamn much. He is such a nerd. <laughs> All are jumping on the Drew Gulag bandwagon. I've loved Drew Gulag. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, Even Q Card Guard. Q Card Guard was talking about how much he likes Drew Gulag now. Both of you are just idiots. But the other Why did you guys not agree with the original Drew Gulag? But the other big news coming out of Raw was Nia Jax showing romantic interest in Enzo Amore. She interrupts his promo, looks him up and down, flirts, and says, "How you doing?" to him. I'm curious to see what go where this leads because maybe she'll be like his bodyguard. Maybe she'll be like the China to his like Triple H or something. But like, I don't really know. I'm kind of curious to see where this goes because it's quite the interesting pairing. But are they essentially going to make him? Because you know what would be amazing if, like, she. Anaya Jax is good, but she's not the best talker. If Enzo was her mouthpiece, that would be money. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. I'm hoping it is something to a China Eddie storyline. It could be something interesting. It could be something that we haven't seen in a while. And I guess the gimmick does work. Enzo, no matter how corny he is, how the promos are, it can't be something interesting to see. That romantic relationship. So who knows? Can't get something out of Naya. That I don't think at the moment she will be in the title picture. It's more of the absolution against everyone and that. So it's essentially Paige. Ver- Paige this versus is perfect the world to move right her out now. of it. It's essentially Paige versus the world right now. But the other news coming out of SmackDown Live this week, we have a bit of an update. At Clash of Champions, it's going to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens taking on the team of Randy Orton. And holy fuck, where have you been? Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, that match, it kind of, once they announce it's going to be a tag match, I'm like, it has to be Nakamura because there's no other person to put in the storyline. Because it's been Nakamura, Orton versus Kevin Owens, Sami. Sami versus Nakamura, Kevin versus Orton, or... 
a mix of that. So that definitely doesn't change much because, wait, yes, it does. Because now that incentive for Kevin and Sammy to win. What's happening if they lose, Ben? Who knows? Maybe this could be the start of the schism between Sammy and Kevin once again. We'll definitely have to see where this goes. So that's Ben, pretty... they lose their jobs if they lose. Yeah. The... How do you not bring that up, Ben? I had forgotten. And then, to make it worse, it is a special referee match with Shane McMahon as the special guest ref. Which means Sammy and Kevin are totally going to win. Uh, this is, what are your thoughts on that? Because my thoughts are definitely this. I see Daniel Bryan getting involved. He, I see D. Bryan getting involved and might as well help his old ROH buddies. Bingo. How about you, Ben? What do you see coming out of this? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, old ROH buddies. I mean, El Generico is off in Mexico helping the orphans. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Kevin Steen, who even knows what happened to that guy? I think he died. Yeah, oh, he died. Thanks, Q-Card guy. Thanks, Thanks Q-Card guy. guy. But we'll definitely have to see where that goes. As far as the situation goes, uh, feels like a bit of an overbooked match, in my opinion. I mean, there's a Shinsuke and Orton, a special guest ref, a stipulation. Something big had better come out of this, otherwise I'm going to be really disappointed. Like, we had better get, at the bare minimum, of a Daniel Bryan return, or at least, like some forward momentum to the Royal Rumble. Like, we got to start building. As, like, as crazy it may seem, as it just, as it feels like it was yesterday, we are getting closer and closer to WrestleMania season once again. You know, the, like, even when you spoke on the interview, the year's ending. It's getting, we're getting closer to the to 2018, and a lot of, like, niches need to be filled. A lot of stuff is, there's... It feels like WrestleMania 33 was just Rumble yesterday. Rumble to build. Rumble needs build. Yeah. All of it needs build. So it's it's getting to that time of year again. But yeah, that pretty much does it for Raw and SmackDown this week. Ray, if you had to say who won the week, uh, who would you say? I gotta say, oh, uh, not to end, not to just give one more point though, Ben. For those that are wondering, yes, USA did go down for a few moments during SmackDown. I'm not sure if you noticed, Ben, during the main event, a lot of providers just stopped playing the USA Network for a few minutes. And the finish was kind of ruined for a lot of people. Yeah. You see Randy Orton going for a move. Black. It comes back on. Randy Orton has won. What the hell did he do? <laughs> so yes, for some people, sadly, the main event was ruined. But now, going not just on that, I still, just because Matt Hardy gave that woken promo break. Gotta give it to Raw. How about you, Ben? I would say, if you want to give grades-wise, Raw was definitely maybe a B minus. SmackDown, a B? I'd give Raw a B plus and SmackDown a B. This was was a good week for Raw. Like, there was just good match after good match after good segment on Raw this week. Please. Oh, wait, sorry about that. Flip flip to grades. B and a B minus. Sorry about that. Flip the just flip. I messed up my grade. Hold on. I'm going to take it. I'm going to work it. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to flip it and reverse it. Uh, at least he didn't say take it from the back. So. And the joke okay. has the joke has landed. But before we go, let me take it from the back here. <laughs> Boom! Bringing it Damn back. It. Bringing it back. 
It will never die. No, blame Darius Carter. He's the one who started it. <sighs> You're going to blame anybody. Blame him. God damn it. He's your crusade. Uh, how about we do the indie update? It's time for the indie update. As we mentioned before, Capital Wrestling returning to Hoboken on December 29th. 301 Garden Street in Hoboken. It's Capital Wrestling World War Four, Guys, you've probably heard the advertisements on our show. What more can we do to sell you on this one? It's going to be great. We are, we are both firm supporters of Capital Wrestling. We help out with them. We are very much rooting for this show, guys. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Head on down to the information. Go to the Capital Wrestling Facebook page for all the details. It's going to be John Kerman versus Ken Dixon. The fatal five-way match to determine the number one contender. A pocky chip death match between Jeff Cannonball and the King of Chaos, Logan Black, it, and much more than that, guys. And don't forget, you can tune in on Twitch and watch. This thing is blowing up, and we want you guys to enjoy it. Don't forget, also, the New York staple, the hometown boys, House of Glory, return for yep. House, okay, House ben, of I'll Glory Okay, I'll do this 7. one, because I want to I tag out for a minute, Ben. Let me get... Let me... I'll let you take this one, <laughs> sir, of course. House of Glory 7, it comes down, culminating seven years. With this end-of-the-year show, it's going to be one that you're not going to want to miss. It's going to feature, like we mentioned earlier, the likes of Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, the man that most of you might have saw on 30 for 30 on ESPN, the Nature Boy, the 16-time world champion, the man that says he's not dead yet, motherfuckers. Ric Flair will be in the house. It's also going to feature international superstars like Zack Sabre Jr. is back in House of Glory. Last time we saw Zack Sabre Jr., he put Mark Quinn in a pretzel. Also... Featuring the debuting international superstar, Sue Young. That Sue I'm Young will be taking on Sonya Strong. Ben, what are your thoughts on that? Because when I saw that promo this week, I was like, Sonya has it out for her now. Oh, this Sonya is Sue be, Young. This is going to be interesting. This is always going to be good when Sonya has an opponent that's of like very good quality like that. Like they're like the top tier talent. Like they always, she always puts on a fucking classic. So this is going to be. This is going to be fucking amazing. I guarantee it. But yeah, House of Glory 7, Amazura, Definitely. NYC Also, Arena. we have to not forget the great talent of House of Glory featuring the likes of House of Gangone. We don't know what would Anthony Gangone be doing at this show. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out at houseofglory.net. Also, House of Glory's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Stay tuned for updates because the show is in less than two weeks and it's going to get bigger and bigger. Because don't forget, Amazing Red will be having an open challenge for that House of Glory World Championship. My money still is on Gangone. I still think Gangone should walk out at the end of the year with that title that he never truly lost. Ben, your thoughts before we get, we head out with the indie update? Uh, I'm I'm in same same ballpark as you. Gangone is a good choice as anybody, but I'm like I'm always thinking HOG always has a few surprises up their sleeves, so we'll definitely see where that goes. I'd be remiss to mention there is one other event going on this month. I will fully give about, give it up front here. I know literally next to nothing about this. Same. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's this thing called... I think it's a secret show? It's a secret, secret wrestling show, kind of like that flying pig thing a few months ago, like that weird mm. the pig thing a few months ago. But like this is by a group called Create or Die. It's free, so if you're on a budget, hey, a free wrestling show. It's at the Knights of Columbus. Yep. It's on December fifteenth. Uh, yep, check it out. I, I don't. I really don't know a thing about this show. It's a secret card. I know nobody that's on it. Uh, if you go to yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely leave something us. that they literally are just promoting 
a show. I'm not sure. These guys definitely have been bullying a lot of us around. I saw that gave out of the creator dime. Just like, I'm not going to take it anymore. No. And if you guys are just going to be under cloaks, then, yeah. Hey, it's a free show. Hey, I would a, tell you. Hey, I'm a fan of anybody who tries some creative avenues to get over in this business, and I'm a big fan of like creative endeavors. If it doesn't work for you, I can totally understand why it doesn't. But hey, we're here to support all of wrestling, not just the stuff we like. So hey, good luck to them, and we'll see where it goes. So create or die, check that yep. out. And guys, that just about does it for us here at the GAWP. So Ray, before we go, let's begin where we left off, sir. As you said before, nobody really owns GAWP right now. Sadly, no. Sadly, GAWP is basically, it's null and void. We have the show, we're going to be running the show. But neither you nor I have any full ownership of the show. Thanks to you going behind my back. And you going behind mine. Like, yeah, because I'm more intelligent than you, sir. You're I really am. not. You're really not. Like, you, you, I'm not the one who goes around sir. pretending to be a lawyer when I'm clearly not. You took my best friend <laughs> away from me. You took our belts you're lucky I still even let you be on this goddamn show. The only reason, Ray, the only on no, show. you shut up for once in your <laughs> life, and you listen. You took my best friend away. You took my co-host. You turned on <sighs> Matt, you, you turned on poor Matt, the daddy, who's still fucking pissed about the whole situation. He still wants his fucking shot. You cheated your way into two championships. You absolute asshole. You're lucky you're even still here, and I haven't, I haven't future endeavored your ass yet. And the minute that Mike is back, you are going to get it bad, as he said in his promo. If Mike was here, I wonder... If Mike was here, I, I'm sure he'd have some words for you. But in the words of Whole Milk Mike, go and uh, fuck yourself, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, you know those kind words, because guess what? They fly off, because they're just words. You do no action. You can call me a fake lawyer. Mike did it. Mike called me a failure, which he's called Smiley. You can do all that. Guess what? It means zero to nothing to me, Ben. I am still the number one person on this show. The fans prove it and everyone else does. So without the law, there is no GAWP. No matter if it's that psycho Mike that I had to lock up for his own good. If it's you, I don't care what he has to say. Even if he did send you, did he send you another voice message? Is that it? Play it. I don't give a shit anymore. Play it, Mike. Well, it's funny. Play something. Tell me what you want to send this week. What's oh, your cryptic message? Oh, it's funny message? you mention that, Ray, because Mike, after he sent me that video, did send me a personal message. And it's funny as I'm just full of surprises and... Well, we do indeed have a message from Whole Milk Mike, as per usual, but it's not pre-recorded. Ladies and gentlemen, live via satellite from the Fairchild Asylum, my brother, Whole Milk Mike. Mike, please tell me you're okay. How you doing? Uh, what's up, Ben? How you doing? Oh, thank God. It is so good to hear your voice again on the show, sir. How are you doing? Um, are we recording right now? Yes, we are. Oh, Hi, so, Mike. 
I'll, I'll get to you in a minute. What's up, guys? Everybody that's uh, downloading the episode. Uh, as far as uh, how I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm, I can could, I could tell you guys have been looking at my Twitter. And I'm actually starting to get a bit better. I don't know. If, like, would, you, would you agree? <laughs> I would definitely agree, sir. According according to that video, you you seem a little a little on edge, but you're not you're not like wearing creepy masks well, and makeup anymore. So well, that's a start. Well, well, I, I had a reason to be on an edge because considering the guy over here put me in an asylum. So yeah, but you're okay. They're they're taking care of you. Them. You're they're feeding you. They're keeping you warm. Yeah, uh, about that. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have some good news and I have some bad news for you guys. Okay. Good, good news is that the treatments have gone really well, and Dr. Price says that I can be out of the asylum sooner than everybody thinks. What's the bad news? Hmm, what's the bad, news? bad news? The bad news is for the law. Pray tell, what is the bad uh, news? News for me. What is it? What is it, Mikey? I, what is it? I get out next week. Get ready, you, Ray. What? You, ready, you, Ray. you what? No. I'll see no, you no, next no, week. No, no, no. Bye, no, Mike. Son of a no, bitch. No, 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 no. Mike, you get back here. Mike! That is quite the development. So, guys, one way or another, hooker by crook, Next week, we will see the return of Whole Milk Mike. And Ray, I'm sure you're just pleased as punch, aren't you? So, I signed the documents. I was promised to at least maybe next year. And they send them away now. You got some phone calls to make, buddy. <laughs> God, right. it doesn't matter. Like I told you, like I tell him, I hope he's still listening. Maybe he's still listening to the recording. You never know. Mike, I'm not afraid of any mental patient, buddy. Not afraid of you. Not afraid of Bobby. Not afraid of Smiley. Not afraid of Trixie. You're afraid of Trixie. Or whatever her name is. You're afraid of her Trixie. I'm not. Her. I'm a little afraid of her. She's she scares me a little bit. That hair scares me. And oh shit! Oh so wait, hold on. Wait, how am I back on here? Wait, hold on. Also, Ray, if like before you keep talking, I have a message for you. Uh, since I'm coming back next week, uh, as the official owner of the show, you're fired. Get off the show now. Make me, Mikey. Make me. Because until I, I still have this live mic. So, Ben, we'll and see not, what happens next. Not for long, you don't. <laughs> And what's this little button ben, right here? do we have anything else to talk to you because... What's this little button right here that says eject? You better not! Peace and silence. So, guys, this has been another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. I am your sole owner and proprietor of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast until Whole Milk Mike returns, hopefully next week. God willing, please, Dr. Price, let him leave. And once again, guys, like Mike Law said before, without you, there is none of this. There is no wrestling, and there is no General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We love you guys so much. 
And don't forget, don't forget to follow us on all that good social media. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at the GAWP Show. You can follow us on Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget, you can also find us on on all these audio formats to find all of our past episodes. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. Follow us there. Download all the old episodes. Marathon them. I don't care. Listen to the ones you want to because there's a lot to get through, guys, and it's been a lot of fun producing content for you guys. And also, don't forget, you can go to tpublic.com slash GAWP and get yourself some GAWP merchandise just in time for the holidays, guys. Why, why get your family members some gifts that suck when you could get them some actual good gifts in the form of GAWP merchandise? Nothing says loving like a GAWP t-shirt, especially an Avenging Ben t-shirt. Completely. And a whole Milk Mike t-shirt. Actually, his are better than mine. Go get a whole Milk Mike t-shirt instead. But fuck Ray Rain Windows merch. It sucks. And anyway, guys, legitimately, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And for the first time ever, it's really just me doing the sign-off. So, guys, for Rain Raimundo, whose ass is gone, for Whole Milk Mike, he'll be back very soon. And for me to all of you, join the madness, and we will see you guys next week on another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. It is my hope that things are finally getting back to normal and just in time for the holidays. You guys have a good one, and stay gold. Bang.